talking with um, my friend Jeff Walker. Um, I've known Jeff for seems like about twenty thousand years. Um, it's not actually. I guess in the internet time, it's been that long. But we've, I guess, known known you since maybe two thousand three or two thousand four or something like that. Yep. Jeff is the um, guy, the brains behind um, something that's been very successful in the, in the information marketing community, which is something called a product launch, and. A lot of you guys need to learn about this stuff, and so we've got Jeff here to talk about it. Jeff, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and who you are and what you do? Well, boy, um, it's been an amazing ride for me for, for the last uh, 10 years. I started selling information online in 1996, primarily about the stock market. Um, I was selling to traders, uh, day traders, and to investors, and really came at it from a, having a passion about the stock market and and uh, gradually realized I'd never sold a thing in my life before. Didn't really know I had a business degree, but had you know no real knowledge of marketing. Business you know. degree from where? I might ask. Um, Michigan State University. Yes, very good college. I went yep. there as well. Yep. And um, so, uh, but you know, I had no selling experience, no real marketing experience. Never run a, never even run a business. But it turned out, um, I you know I had some decent content and I. I was really good at selling online, um, and uh, I started way back selling information. It was first, it was late '96, early '97, and gradually started to figure a few things out about selling. I mean, back then, you know, I mean, accepting credit cards securely was was nearly rocket science. I totally bootstrapped everything. I built this out of my basement. Um, and uh, then I started. I stumbled onto something that you know we, we now call the product launch. I, I call it the product launch formula, um, but uh, where where I would release new products or I would re-release current products. And the results I started to get were breathtaking. I mean, typically, um, you know, again, I'm running a small business. I've got essentially a, a couple people working for me. Um, primarily work out of a home office. And, uh, you know, I started to see uh, results where I, w- I would make, uh, in a week, I would make the sales that I would typically make in a year. And um, and so, you know, my first product launch was $1,400. That, was, that, that rocked my world. It seemed amazing. And then I did it a few more times. And I did one that was $28,000. And then I did another one that was, I, I did one that was $106,000. And that was pure profit because I, I built up a list. And the only expense, literally the only expense I had was merchant fees. Um, this is information product, digital delivery, no marketing cost. I sent a few emails. So I, I, I built up this formula for releasing products. Gradually, I think, boy, Adrian, you know, we did meet. It was in 2003 when I first talked about this in public. And, um, and, and then I started taking on some clients, uh, started teaching it to some other people in the information marketing space. And all of a sudden, we, you know, Back then, it was six figures in seven days seemed like a big deal. That was when I did that hundred six thousand dollars, and then, and then it was a million dollars in a day, and now it's a million dollars in an hour. We're typically seeing, or I, I shouldn't say typically, but we've seen multiple times. Um, I did that just a few months ago uh, when I released a product, a million dollars in a day. I mean, I'm sorry, a million dollars in an hour. We did in just over a day. We did almost four million. We did three point seven three million dollars. Again, these are um, they, they don't have to be information products. Uh, people have used this stuff with nearly any type of product or service you could, you could mention or you, you could imagine nearly every type of niche um, or market you could imagine uh, it's worked in. But, you know, the, my, my, the great depth of experience that I, I have is in information marketing. 
And, um, you know, I know you have some people with huge, huge businesses on this list, so maybe $3.73 million in a day doesn't sound that impressive. But, it, again, we're talking about very small operations and nearly 100% profit. Um, no, it sounds so, minuscule and, and irrelevant. <laughs> and, um, and, and so people will be looking at this and saying this is a waste of time. So, um, yeah. It's it's not because this is this is a very scalable concept and that's a, it can be applied in a lot of other markets. Um, proof point is uh, the way Apple brings out its products. I mean, there's um, it's, they're using very similar sorts of techniques. The way Microsoft launches uh, things like the Xbox, it's the same stuff. Yeah. Well, Adrian, Adrian, I don't know if you know this, but um, and for the you know our listeners, readers. Um, I do have a, a, a course that teaches this, and, um, and Apple is very aware of that, and they have hired someone that was like uh, – they, they hired someone to help with their launch launches that is very, very familiar with my work and, you know, has studied with me personally. So um, Apple's on – you know, obviously Apple knows what they're doing, but they're studying my stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and I've watched these. I, I, so it seems um, – well, why don't you talk about some of the list sizes that you're working with and, and the sorts of results that you're seeing? Well, like what, um, yeah. The list size, how many, how many people? And Well, that list that it, it can be, often it's a hybrid. Like um, if I do a, a launch and I'm just doing it, what I'll call an internal launch, which is just a launch to my list, my house list, I will, you know, if I'm doing it, I'm, I'm looking for a minimum of $50 in revenue per name on the per, per email address on the list, and I've achieved close to $150 in some launches. Now, this is with small lists. I mean, these are this is with 10,000. No, this is $50 per name. On this is not $50 per click, and right. it's not it's not uh, the the price. This is $50 per name on the list. Right. Um, right. I mean, we have guys that are mailing to mailing to lists that are millions in in size. And they're they're doing a dollar CPM across the entire list. You're talking about fifty dollars in revenue per name, right? I don't now, know what that is in CPM, but it's very high. It's crazy high. But I, you know, caveat. You know, I'm doing that with small lists of uh, right. ten thousand, fifty thousand, hundred thousand. You know, if if I had a list of fifty million, I wouldn't expect to pull you know fifty dollars per on that. But I bet right. you we could take whatever their best promotion is and triple it. I mean, this stuff is sick. How it works? It's just crazy. So, and then, you know, to, like for that one that, um, that I did a few months ago, did 3.73 million, that one, um, we had a list of about 45,000, but that wasn't an internal launch. That was, a, that was a full out external launch where we, we used our house list, but we also went out to joint venture partners and they were mailing. So it's, that one, it's impossible to, to calculate exactly, you know, on a per, you know, per name basis because we don't know how many our partners are mailing and, and it gets a, the, the metrics get a little messy. But for the internal list, yeah, I'm looking for 50. Uh, actually, if I if I'm under 50, I'd be pretty upset with myself. And you know, 100 sort of that benchmark I'm looking to hit. And like I said, I've gotten near 150 dollars per name. What's the, and the typical list size are only a few hundred names in some cases, right? Up to a few thousand. Well, no, I mean I don't think um, you know I've done some list launches with lists of one or two thousand, but typically my launches are doing we're, we're working with a list of anywhere from ten to a hundred thousand to get those kind of metrics. So um, how, do, how does it, how does it how does it work from start to finish? You know, look, let's okay, say you're helping on a launch. What happens? Well, so. Um, the, the key thing is, um, 
we're always looking to turn our marketing into an event, and we're always looking to create a conversation with with our market, with our prospect. So this is a, it's a sequence deal where it starts off with a very you know I wouldn't even, don't even want to say soft pitch because in the very beginning you're just letting your market know that something something's coming. You're sort of and often I'll do this as as the way I'll do it is with a survey or or with a question. I'll write to my audience and say we've got this product we're just about to release it. Um, we just want to make sure we've got everything covered. Could you just tell us what you know what's the most important feature or what's the most important thing you want to know? And so we'll engage them in that way and start a conversation with either a survey or just a simple email asking for a response. Because the reality is, um, you know, in direct mail, there's people have often, and I mean this is pure direct marketing. So if we look back at direct mail, there's often been like a three-letter sequence. Um, some of, you know, that's been taught for eons, where you send a, you know, a letter and then you, whoever hasn't bought, you follow up with another letter, you know, why haven't you bought? And another letter, it's frankly, I'm puzzled. You know, I, I notice you still haven't got, taken advantage of that. Problem with that is it costs money, there's no interaction, and it's slow. Now, if you put together a sequence that is email driven, that's blog driven, that's Twitter driven, um, and you put together a sequence where the first piece you're, you're asking for that feedback, and then now you've opened up the conversation. So basically, what you're trying to do is you're trying to get them excited, let them know something's coming, without them going into the uh, the full out. Um, well, I mean, it, it, when people hit a sales page, hit, get into the sales process, their defensive mechanisms, their BS detector, immediately goes on full out red alert. The way we're doing it here is we're just gradually working them into the process by, you know, starting with that survey and then often coming back with some good content um, around your offer, you know, educating them. And often, and so what we're doing is we're gradually taking them into the sales process without turning on, you know, that the, all their defensive mechanisms. So, you know, typically it will come out, you know, for for a launch, it will often be three or four weeks in advance. We'll do that initial either survey or or just ask them for feedback, send them to a blog post where we're asking, you know, what do you want? What are you looking for in this, you know, wh- whether it's an information product or whether it's a service or, or whether it's a, it's a hard good, it doesn't matter. We're, we're looking for feedback, get that interaction going. Once they start giving you the feedback, you know, then – what they're doing is they're going to, you know, they'll give you questions. Those questions are really objections. And now your your goal, your mission, is to answer those objections in the pre-launch process. And that's typically done by publishing some either special reports, some videos, some audios, uh, blog posts, PDFs, whatever. I mean, you, you know, of course, the Internet's a communications medium. So now what you're doing is you're giving them the special report to educate them but you're more educating. You know, it's not like you're, you're sending something that says, "Boy, this uh, this new car is going to be fantastic because it goes." You know, it's you know this kind of engine and this kind of suspension or whatever. More, it's about it's a it, it, it speak. It's usually aspirational, and it speaks to um, you know it, it speaks to to the underlying um, want that, you know that, that you're looking to fulfill. So you're moving through this pre-launch process and maybe. Um, if it's three weeks long, you, you start off with an initial survey, you come back with content a few days later, you know, another week later, you come back with more content. And that content, in addition to educating them and getting them excited and being aspirational, it's also answering whatever objections they've raised. 
and then and basically you gradually walk through and and I mean the whole idea is to get them more and more excited and make them feel engaged in the conversation. Basically, what we're doing is we're taking advantage of you know the three three key elements here in, in, in using the internet is the speed of communication is obviously way faster than we've ever had with any other type of publishing uh, media, and, uh, and and the cost of that communication is very you know is negligible, and um, the interactive component you know if you I mean we'll typically we'll send someone to a blog post where you know it'll be part of this launch and we might get hundreds of responses. And those, those, I mean, those are goals because then you've started the conversation. Other people can see that conversation, and uh, and and it feels like an event. It feels like something's exciting. And so basically, what we're doing is we're, we're taking the sales process and we're instead of dropping them into a a sales letter or a sales process, you know, and saying go buy this stuff. What we're doing is we're taking them through a three or four week period where we're gradually doing a soft sell over time and getting them more and more excited about this. And then typically we'll walk down to launch day and, and, you know, we'll, we'll have a, some type of a special offer. So there might be special pricing. There might be special bonuses. Um, there might be a limited quantity. Something to get them to act right on launch day. And of course, leading up to launch day, we've educated them, them on that special offer and why they need to act right away. And then it's simply, you know, a matter of hit and send in that launch day and, and, you know, the, the sales come pouring in. And then there's a whole follow-up process, you know, from that launch day. You know, and you can, um, you can, you know, you can be doing a launch that's a day long or a week long or, or two weeks long or whatever. But what you end up with is just this huge flow of, 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 of sales coming in. And the, the beauty of it is the sales are, are great, but you often, you build up great rapport if you do this properly. You, you develop incredible rapport through the process, so you end up with extremely happy buyers, which means you get you end up selling to them again and again and again. And even the prospects that don't buy tend to be very, very enthusiastic and happy, and they're loving being part of this uh, this event that you've put together. Are they though? I mean, there's been I, I don't follow your your market with internet marketing that closely anymore, but uh, I, my understanding is that it's it's gotten so jam packed full of launches now that it's that people are tired of it. And I've even seen one guy, Armin Marin, is put out a, putting out a product that's like twenty bucks a month because he said that there's just so many high priced launches out there that don't deliver value. Well, um, Armin's you know a very very smart guy, and he knows you know that one of the best ways to sell is with a common enemy, and so you create a common enemy. And then you can sell away, but the reality is, is like any process. I mean, I've taught this now to thousands of people, and um, and like anything, some people will do it really, really well, and some people will do it really poorly. What I'll tell you now, you know, the product now I am selling is about internet marketing. It's an internet marketing product. How to make money, more money in your business online. It's a very crowded, crowded market, and every single one. Of you know my competitors or my colleagues, the other people in the market, they all every single one of them own my product, and so they are all doing launches. And now this is what I'll tell you, Adrian: is the the dollars this year are like, uh, well, you know, a year ago. Okay, no, let's take, let's take a few years. A million dollars in a day was unbelievable. Okay, I remember uh, the day John Reese did that. And I was yep. I was done. So was I. It was literally like the, like uh, Roger Bannister running the four minute mile. No one thought yep. it could be done, and and so then a few months later, another person came back, and, and Frank Kern came back and did a million dollars in a couple of days, and and then uh, within a couple of years, you're starting to see million dollar launches um, fairly regularly. Um, 
Okay, so then last year I, I helped out someone with a launch. They were new to the market. They had no list. They had no real name recognition. We did $1.76 million. That shocked people that we were able to come to a market with, with people that were unknown and no list and do that kind of a, that kind of a launch. Can you and so, say who that was? Um, that was uh, Ryan Lee and Tim Kerber with a product uh, teaching people how to create membership sites called Membership Site Bootcamp. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. So it was great product, great launch, 1.76 million. People were shocked by that. That was one of the biggest launches ever at that point. Well, fast forward, you know, another year, and we're in 2008, and now um, we had three million dollar launches in January, February, March, April, and May. And and so the launches have gotten bigger. Yeah, some people are grumbling about them, but I'll tell you, when I do a launch, my list gets still gets excited. I end up with an enthused list. Another thing, I mean, I don't want to get too too into this internet marketing space because, you know, my key message to everyone is that this stuff works no matter what your market or niche, and really almost no matter what your product. Um, but maybe you can talk about the Neil Strauss launch. Yeah, well, sure. Yeah, we can talk about that. Um, and basically, Neil has a, has a product again, an information product. And I didn't personally work on this launch. I, you know, Frank Kern did. I, had, I gave Frank a few ideas, but I wasn't personally involved in this one. But it was basically um, how to meet and uh, you know meet women, pick up women type of deal. And He's the author of the game, yeah, uh, which has you know been on the New York Times bestselling list for a long time. Right. And so he put together um, a you know a product that. Um, you know, it was it, what was it was a bunch of videos, and they they priced a very high price point, and um, they had a nice scarcity element. They only had so many available, and I can't remember the exact. And I know they were at a million dollars. I'm pretty sure it was within the first hour. It might have been within the first couple hours, and they completely sold out. Like you know, they put a hard limit on the number of copies they would sell, which I think ended up being around one and a half million dollars, and um, and they completely sold out within a few hours. So that was a product, you know, it wasn't about, you know, it was it was not about how to make money. It wasn't anything to do with the make money component at all. It was just how to pick up women. And, you know, he used it to a T, walked right through the whole, you know, the whole product launch method, and it was just breathtakingly successful. And, you know, I, I've got people that just, if I just started telling you some of the weird little niches, like, that, you know, my clients have, you know, have had great success in, you know, John Gallagher, um, uh, about board game. He sold a board game about um, edible and medicinal plants and herbs. It was an educational board game. Another one, you know, carving wooden dolls, um, ma- massage therapy, uh, just, um, you know, business coaching in Poland. I mean, this stuff's been done all over the world. It's been done in Europe, in South America, in Asia, in the Middle business East. Business coaching in Poland. That works, yeah. Yeah. In fact, the woman that did that basically just took my – this is what's amazing. is the stuff is so cookie-cutter. You can just literally take it from market to market and drop it into various markets. And she took um, – in my course, I gave a sales letter I had used in my um, in my trading business where I, I had a product about um, day trading. And she took that sales letter and pretty much cut and pasted it and used it for her business coaching. Obviously, she had to change the offer. And she had to change the product, but the whole the whole sales letter was essentially my stock trading sales letter, and uh, and it worked just great. Business coaching in Poland, no worries. So it, it's just worked in all kinds of markets, all kinds of niches with services, with online services, offline services. Um, and and really, the, the the reality is, 
the reason it, I think it works, you know, and, and I guess it doesn't, I mean, in some ways, maybe I don't know, but, um, but I'll, uh, right now, everyone has got too much media coming at them. They've, you know, if we look at, I mean, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, we didn't have cell phones and email and, and instant messaging and text messaging and, and 500 channels on TV and satellite radio and advertising on the, on your airplane tray when you fold it down. I mean, a year and a half ago, we didn't have Twitter, you know, and so we've got so much more media coming at us, but our brains have not expanded their capacity to absorb all that. So there's this huge, incredible fog. Uh, you know, a marketing fog, and people are not reading your messages, they're not seeing your messages. You know, at the same time, I think people are fundamentally bored and disconnected. We're, you know, we, we don't, I, in my opinion, people don't spend much time interacting with other people. They don't spend as much time building relationships with other people. They're sitting in front of their computer, you know, answering emails. They're sitting there, you know, with their BlackBerry to all hours of the night. So you have this combination of this fog because there's too much media coming at us, and at the same time, we're fundamentally bored and we're looking for a connection. So if you put together one of these launches, you end up cutting through the fog and you by, by creating a connection, by creating a relationship. You actually, Adrian, I know this is hard to believe, but you create a relationship and you can do it with thousands of people um, and, 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 you know, through this process, by, by collectively walking through an, a, pro, a process that leads up to an event. It's sort of like, you know, Christmas or, or you know, or... or well, Christmas is basically a launch anyway, right? Yeah, I mean, in reality, and it's got all the elements. It's got the anticipation. It's got it's got the hard deadlines. You know, it's got scarcity. It's got all kinds of stuff, and it's got this communal. Exciting. Well, I'm sorry. It's exciting. Oh yeah, and it's got this communal feel where it's like the the just going through something where you have a large group of people all going through something where they're going through the same thing at the same time just inherently creates excitement. I just did this uh, mountain bike race. Um, you know, I I think you know I live out in Colorado. I, I do all these crazy things. You know, mountain biking, uh, whitewater rafting, skiing, all kinds of crazy stuff. And uh, so I did a mountain bike race. This was and it was great because I did it with my kids. And they're I got a couple of teenagers and they're they're blazing fast on their bikes. And so we did it as a team. But it was this 24 hours of Moab race. And basically, it's a relay race where you, 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 Moab, Utah, you're out in the desert, the wild desert. The race starts at noon on Saturday and goes till noon on Sunday. The team that does the most laps wins. And so we had a six person team and you're riding off for 24 hours straight taking turns. But I'll tell you the, as the countdown to the start of that race at noon on Saturday for like the two or three hours and the announce, you know, we're talking, we're out in the middle of nowhere in the desert, but there's 5,000 people there. There's like 1,000 racers and another three or 4,000 support people. So there's thousands of people. And we're all going through the countdown to the start. And, you know, okay, now there's 60 minutes. Make sure your team's registered. Get, go pick up your baton and your timing card. And, and okay, we got 30 minutes to go and giving the final instructions and getting people lined up and getting bikes ready. And the excitement in the air was just pale. You, know, you, you could just feel it. I mean, it was just electric just absolute electricity 
And it was because we were all there doing something we were excited about, and we were all going through this countdown together. And then, bingo, you know, the race starts, and there's all this. And then for the next 24 hours, everyone's going through the same type of thing. You know, all of a sudden, it's starting to get dark. It's starting to get cold. And the next morning, the sun's coming up, and then the countdown to the end of the race. And the excitement was just amazing. And I was just looking around. This is a marketer and saying, we've got 4,000 people living out in the, camped out in the middle of the desert, and we're all going through the exact same, you know, steps, you know, and it's all preordained. And it, the level of excitement is insane. And that's just the, the launch works that way. Christmas works that way. Anything where you walk a group of people through something, it becomes ritualistic, and it just triggers something deep in our psyche. It's just, it's just crazy. Let me ask you. Um, you say it'll work on, on any market. Um, something that I, I want to get to is um, doing some sort of fundraising and giving back um, <clears throat> through Meet Innovators. Because mm-hmm. um, we've obviously got um, a pretty influential community, and if we um, put a little bit of effort into it, we could, I think we could raise quite a, lot, quite a bit of money. Mm-hmm. How would a launch apply to my list, and how would, how would we do that, given that everybody's busy, um, people right. don't want to hear from me all the time, um, you know, that guys, guys could even get pissed off. Um, how, would, how would you handle a situation like that? Well, one of the keys that I'll do is um, if you have a list, and you're going to go through a, a launch that's, say, a little, um, you know, the people on your list, I mean, in this, this example, they, the people on your list did not sign up to be part of a fundraising or a charitable, you know, type of thing. So, it, you know, it's tangentially related. So in that case, I would start a sub-list. I would create a second list and, you know, make people raise their hands and say they're interested in this thing and then go join that list. I mean, that's that's just a no-brainer. And, um and so that way, you're not going to torque them off. And, it, and if they do get mad, they just they can unsub from that list. They're still on your main list. Um, you know, for this thing, you know, um, it, it will absolutely work for nonprofits, and it has worked for nonprofits really well. I'd have to actually think a little bit about this because um, the, the launches I've seen with nonprofits is where a nonprofit you know, the actual organization did the launch. Like they came out with some new fundraiser, they got people excited about it, you know, they, they put together an event around, you know, maybe a, maybe a bonus and awards event or whatever, got people real excited and got them to jump. Um, that That's worked well. Now, I, I mean, everybody on my list wants deals um, without, without an exception, and they're starting to see the volume of deals and people are paying a lot of attention now. Um, mm-hmm. And so we could tie it to somehow some sort of deal stuff. Absolutely. Um, I mean, or, I don't know. I mean, what would have to happen to raise a million dollars out of my list for for some fundraising thing? Do you think that is even possible? Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, since I don't know, you know, your list, but um, you know, I would think, um, you know, certainly there's always going to be, you know, the what's in it for them method. So if you can, um, put together some type of deal where you've you've put some, it's just if you've put together an attractive what's in it for them. Then you're, it's just a typical sales process, just like anything else. So, like if they get, you know, if they raise so much money or if they donate so much money, they, you know, yeah, somehow they get a greater access to deal flow, or they get, you know, greater, they get a listing on your website, or, or you know, and then also like in that case, I would bring, I try to bring competition into it. Um, if you can get people competing with each other. Um, then that can be really powerful. And I would think the people on your list, you know, primarily CEOs or people running companies, they're, if, if there's ever been a, a competitive demographic, that's exactly it. 
my guys, <laughs> yeah, if you could get them engaged on something like that, they'd really fight it out. Um, right. Exactly. And I, I could see that <laughs> that being something where people want to demonstrate that they they are as successful as they say they are. Maybe this is a way to demonstrate it. Totally. I mean, that's something we see um, with uh, going flashing back to like um, yeah, the internet marketing space. Or actually, this has worked in several different spaces, but. Um, Often you'll be going out and you'll be getting people to promote for you on a joint venture basis. So they're sending people into your launch, and then you're tracking the sale back to them. And if you make the sale, then they get paid. And so really, the right now there there's so many opportunities for people to promote various launches um, that it's it's become the real competition. I'll tell you what, Adrian, the selling once you get someone involved, you get them on your list. The selling's the easy part. It's just this stuff is so powerful that uh, it, it's just like clockwork. It's, it, the selling's the easy part. The tough part is getting those partners to promote because they have so many different choices. And so the first thing you do is you put together a launch to get your partners excited. So the launch, the first launch is to your JV partners to get them excited and get them on board and get them to mail for you. And so this is sort of, you know, the advanced level stuff. That's the stuff behind the curtain that no one actually gets to see is the launch going on to your partners. And a key component to that is generally competition. Um, and what, what I'll often do, and, and people, you know, my clients and, and friends, people, they will put together a joint venture contest. So the person who sells the most stuff gets this, you know, gets a big screen TV or, or gets, you know, tickets to the Super Bowl or, or whatever. And uh, the reality is that most of the people that are promoting for you are so successful already that, you know, getting getting a, a $2,000 TV just really isn't going to change their day one way or the other. Right. However, the, the, the standings for those joint venture contests will get published to all the other joint venture partners. And the competition is what really drives those contests. They don't care whether they get the Mac Pro or the big screen TV, but they sure, sure as hell care about being number one in that contest because they carry serious bragging rights the next time they see each other at a conference. So I would That's think really, that really does drive them, does it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it does. And I mean, and again, there's an art to it, you know. Um, if you, if you, if you do it well, you will get people lathered up. I mean, um, you know, often there's a, there's a there's a big element of of giving each other a hard time, you know. And a lot of these guys will know each other and and they'll like to tease each other. And and I mean, if you can put together entertaining emails that are teasing each other and maybe you know uh, telling you know giving people silly nicknames, or whatever. I mean, that kind of stuff actually works because it humanizes the entire process and 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 it humanizes it and it humorizes it and it actually does work. So, okay, you say it applies to, to any market and all this kind of stuff. Back again to, to my list as an example. Mm-hmm. My, my list size is minuscule, 600 people. Mm-hmm. Um, the sub-list idea makes a lot of sense, but if we did a sub-list, then there might only be 30 or 40 people on it. Um, and then, so in that, in that sort of scenario, it doesn't, and also mine is based around personal relationships that are quite strong. So I'm, I'm wondering whether instead of even doing things like email, whether it might be best done by phone or things like that. How would how would a launch apply in that scenario? Um, boy, that's a good question. Uh, I personally haven't done it where I've been calling people up. I mean, you know, maybe on that joint venture part of it, you know, there'll be additional strategic calls to to, to certain people. Um, but uh, you know, I do know someone. One of my clients did this, did a launch, and he was selling real high end CRM software. 
And so, um, you know, he's selling into the Fortune 500. And I, I don't know, maybe you might know what CRM software it goes for, but I think it was, you know, hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars sale. I mean, it's pretty, pretty big sales. And so you, you might wonder how, how does someone do a launch for that? And really, hit, what he did is he used all the principles, but he was using it just to get in the door. It wasn't like he was using my, you know, the, the launch principles to make the sale. It was just to get in the door so he could make the presentation. So that was typically he did that with direct mail, you know, personalized direct mail. Because obviously he's not going after hundreds of clients or maybe probably not even tens of clients at a time. And so he used direct mail to get in the door. He used and he used to, used it actually. I mean, I don't know exactly. I just know he told me what he did, not the exact specifics of how he did it. But he was even using it to um, get by the gatekeeper and get you know get those letters on the right desk and get them read, get the phones answered. So I can't you know you and that was a question successful that, launch was it? What was that? That was a successful launch into the yeah. Fortune 500. Yeah, he yeah, absolutely. But again, it was it was you know selling onesies twosies. It was selling you know it was going to into you know whatever GE or or Cisco and selling them you know this two hundred. How would he be putting any kind of scarcity in that kind of environment? I don't know how he did that, but you know you don't absolutely need scarcity. And, and so that's something I, we haven't even talked about. You know, the, there's lots of mental triggers that are built into this. And really, what what this process is about, you know, in, in addition to that conversation and in, in, in the, um, the the conversation and the sequencing, it's about using a lot of the standard influence triggers, the mental triggers that have worked and will continue to work. And you know, scarcity is one of them. Social proof is another one of them. Um, commitment, consistency, community. There's 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 probably about ten of them that we hit, and and you don't have to always hit all of them. You don't absolutely need scarcity. Uh, you know, scarcity, you have a list that you run through and you make sure you hit as many as you can per launch, do you? Um, yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, uh, you know, the the big scarcity is a big one. Social proof goes in hand in hand, and certainly social proof would work. Um, you know, in in that scenario, like where you're trying. I mean, often it'll be like, you know, we're getting ready to, you know, our, our team's ready to install one of these packages. When you know, we're, we have an opening to, to help install one of these packages in the next three months. Uh, we'd love it to be you, um, but you know, just I have to let you know, just you know, might help with your planning that we are talking to Cisco, and, and Cisco might take that slot three months out from now. I mean, you could do something like that. I mean, and, and that, that so that's sort of a combined social proof and scarcity. The social proof is we're talking to Cisco and they're real interested. The scarcity is that that slot for you know. And I, I don't know how it works. I don't. I have no idea how CRM software works, and you know. So maybe that doesn't make sense. But it's you can on a very very small scale, even if you're working with a you know very limited list, very limited clients, you can still use those triggers. And basically, the sequence is where you deploy those triggers. Um, what do you say to people that say it's a scam? Um, the the P, you mean people that the people that you're trying to sell to, or the people that that if I'm trying to convince people to do a launch that thinks it's a scam? I mean, there, um, yeah, right. there's pl- there's plenty of people that think, oh yeah, it's a bunch of charlatans, whatever. Um, all I know is that you know we've my clients and students have done well over a hundred million dollars in launches in the last couple of years. It's worked for all kinds of things. Um, it's not. I mean, it's basic human influence. Every one of us is trying to influence people as we go through the, the, the day. This is just a technique to to really 
um, to amplify that influence. Really what it is is, like, if you had to sell someone something, you know, if I said, you know, on pain of death, you have to go sell this person this product, Adrian. Go, you, know, you have 24 hours to do it. You would probably drive over to their house and sit in front of them and try to make the sale that way. I mean, if you have to make a sale, the generally the best way to do it is in a face-to-face environment because then you can read all the cues coming off of someone. You can see if they're interested, if, they're, if their eyes are rolling or whatever. You, you know, that, it's, it's more effective to, to sell face to face than say via uh, a magazine advertisement or, or a direct mail or a tele, even like, you know, a telemarketing. So if that one to one sale is the most effective way, the only problem is, is it doesn't scale. You can't, you can't make tons and tons of sales sitting in front of someone. What we've done is, with the product launch formula, the way we do it, is we've taken the best of both worlds. You get the scale you can get by, by publishing. But with the interaction that you build up through these, even if it's not one-on-one interaction, but it's the interaction with the entire market, you get a lot of the benefits that you would get from that face-to-face selling. Because that, now the market starts to guide you on where, what, you, what, what triggers you need to you know, hit, what you need to say next, how they want to be sold. And, and so it's very, very effective. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I frankly, I don't, if people think it's a scam, you know, then I invite them to move along. I don't really care because I've got so many people that want to do this stuff and do realize just how effective it is. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, what are some of the, the, the uh, biggest launches that have happened in the Internet marketing world, actually size? Well, um, so far? well, I'll tell you, there, there's two answers to that one. Stompernet did a launch where they put about, I think it was about fifteen or 1,600 people into a program that uh, that cost eight hundred dollars a month. So if you do the math on that, what is it, one point two million or something like that? I don't have a calculator in front of me per month. And um, you know, I don't know if they've ever released you know their stick rate, um, but they had a pretty good stick rate. And you know, so how do you you know how do you calculate what their launch did? Um, I don't know, but they they built a business that was doing over a million dollars a month and. and and since then, in the last couple of years, I think the business has done at least $30 million in sales. So I think um, that's probably the biggest launch. Um, you know, it, it wasn't the biggest launch in terms of the sales that came in on launch day, but long term, you'd have to classify it as the biggest. After that was actually when I rolled out my product launch formula course um, in, in uh, late March this year. Did 3.73 million dollars in about 34 hours, um, and then uh, after that, um, like uh, Frank Kearns, Mass Control did about three and a half million. Rich Sheffern had a launch that did about three and a half million. Are those uh, all? Is that all profits or are those um, they're, not internal they're, and external? Yeah, typically. Uh, well, I can talk about my numbers um, uh, because I know my numbers, and, and so what I did was. Um, my launch was driven by, in fact, going through the math might be interesting to people. Um, right off the top, my launch was, to make the math easy, instead of 3.73, let's just say 4 million. It was driven by joint venture partners. I paid 50% commissions. So most of my sales, I'd say about 90% of my sales were, were, were driven by joint venture partners. So, um, and it's, I paid 50%, let's just, 
I'm going to, I did pull out a calculator here. Um, that means uh, rounding up to a $4 million launch, and if 90% of that came from partners, that was $3.6 million came from partners. So I paid out $1.8 million in affiliate commissions. Okay. So, um, so that was my biggest expense. After that, I have, um, I, I basically, um, you know, I had a little bit of labor because at this point, you know, running that kind of a launch, we had to bring in some more, you know, a little bit more muscle, a little more customer service. So I, you know, I, I probably, you know, I don't know, spent 50, let's round it up to $100,000 in labor. Um, and then, of course, you have merchant fees, which is about, take about two and a half percent right off the top. Um, and though, right there, um, let me think. That's that's your primary expenses, right there. I mean, I had, it was a digitally delivered product, um, so I, had, you know, just you know, a few thousand dollars in bandwidth fees. Um, is hosted on a single um, dedicated machine at Rackspace, so I, you know, the server costs were you know five thousand dollars, just you know, negligible. Um, I had the affiliate contest, so I probably spent twenty or thirty or forty thousand dollars in affiliate prizes. Um, but you know, so the bottom line is, you, you come out of that with a significant chunk. the The primary expense in in, the, in a joint venture launch is what you're paying out to your joint venture partners. But again, that's based on performance. You're not spending a fortune on uh, on advertising up front. You know, I, I'm paying that out. You know, 45 days after the launch um, to my partners. So those. So are you the, you were left with what a um, million dollars and one and a half. Um, yeah, I'd say, yeah, a million and a half or so, between one and a half and two. And so that was something that you did, uh, how many years ago did you do that? That was uh, actually earlier this year. So that was this year. Um, and obviously, are you, can you do another launch uh, this year for your same stuff? Or, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, do you not work the rest of the year, or what do you do? No, no, absolutely. Um, you know, typically, I mean, what I did in this case was I taught an online class that, that took place for, five weeks after the launch. And, um, and it's been off the market since we did it as an online class. Well, I'm, I'm going to be releasing it in about another week or so. And, um, you know, I'm sure I'll sell more than a million dollars worth of stuff again. So you can do multiple launches. You can, you know, in the past when I released a product, I've, I've just left it on the market and, and, you know, continue to make sales. And then maybe you put together a special offer, a special bonus package, a special pricing, special financing, and you can come back and do a relaunch based on that. So this is, you know, this case, I it was on the market for 34 hours. I pulled it off the market because I was leading people through a class, an online class. And so I wanted to, you know, I didn't want to continue to sell it, but now I'll, I'll reopen it. I'll probably open it a couple times a year. But, you know, other type of products, you can – one of the great things this does is it gives you instant momentum. It gives you instant recognition. It, excuse me. It gives you instant market share. Um, it gives you instant status. And it makes you – also, it, it, it gives you instant uh, – um, well, it scares off um, potential competition. So if you come in the market and you make this huge splash, you know, often it will scare imitators um, away and you, you know, it's, it's a way to capture a market. It doesn't work every time, but the... the One of the, the things you also, I heard you say at Evan's event, was you talked about that um, it uh, cleans out all the search engine rankings as well, or gets yeah. rid of all the negative stuff. Yeah, I mean, that, that, will, it will work, that will work if you're using joint venture partners. If you're doing an internal launch, that won't always work, 
but you know, yeah, if you went and did a search on my name or my product, um, you know, the most of the top results are going to be blog posts that my partners put together. Like when I when I uh, people were so hungry to promote for me, if you say no, this this they knew the launch was going to work because I'm really good at this stuff. And so they even like they heard rumors that I was going to start uh that I was going to release this product and they started blogging about it even just based on the rumors. And uh, so I mean we got you know I don't know there's probably a couple hundred blog posts about me and my product and they're all they're all, you know, uh no duplicate content. They're all individual posts written by individual people. They're not like the greatest most influential blogs out there, but they're still pulling rankings and they're all very favorable mentions because these people are trying to sell my product. So the long-term potential is, you know, I've generated hundreds of links into my site. Um, I end up with a real nice ranking, and uh, and you have great visibility. You have, you know, sort of instant guru status is, is what we talk about. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, there are companies that have issues with that, and so that sort of solves a couple of problems in one go. Yep, yep. Um, what else should we talk about around launches? Anything else you'd like to tell us? Um, well, you know, I, I think one of the things you sort of touched on a little bit, you know, where people look at this stuff and they they think it's, I mean, a lot of times people hear these numbers and they and they just go into disbelief because, again, you know, for a lot of the people, you know, that that, that are listening, you know, their numbers are huge, but we're talking about you know insane profit margins being put together by small businesses, you know, with, you know, they're just doing huge sales. So they hear about this and they think, you know, it's just, it's all hype, you know, as you mentioned. Or or it's, you're putting out a bunch of hype and you're just, you know, you're sort of, um, you're bankrupting your future. You know, you're, you're, you're hyping this stuff, your product launch is a bunch of hype and you're going to torque off your market, your niche, your list, your your competitors, your partners, um, the reality is, is the internet is a fantastic communication medium, and what it all you're doing is you're using that communication medium to communicate and to create that relationship and to um, to form a, a, a hopefully even a community, but definitely a relationship. And uh, it's 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 just you don't end up torquing people off. You end up with a really powerful business, a really powerful list, and really happy customers. I guess I've already mentioned that, but it bears repeating. This isn't just a matter of sending a bunch of email. It's a matter of, you know, being interactive and walking people through this process and getting them excited. And and it should scale. So, I mean, yeah, you say the numbers are big, big relative to in the internet marketing market. But, um, well, actually, so why don't I ask, let's say if, um, how would you help Zappos do a launch? I'm sorry, oh, Zappos? Yeah. Well, um, it's sort of funny because, um, you know, I never really focused on e-commerce too much, but then there's a lot of interest, so I sat down and, and I'm not, you know, I don't, one thing I try not to do is, is teach stuff I don't know, but, you know, I did my best to come up with some plans for e-commerce and, and I actually just did a case study with someone who, this guy was, he, his company was selling, um, what band, marching band accessories. And he put together a launch selling these marching, you know, gloves and and uniforms and whatever, you know, pads for holding your tubas and stuff like that. And and um, he did it at like the worst. It's a very seasonal market, and I I don't know what the season is, but I guess 
you know, the beginning, right before the beginning of the school year is when people probably, you know, band directors buy stuff for their band, and and so probably it's probably like spring's the worst time in the world because, you know, they're done for the year, and so he he put together a product launch for this worst time ever and uh, and just crushed it. I mean, again, in terms of, it, you know, it was more like a ten or $20,000 launch for a business that, you know, didn't expect to make more than a few hundred dollars in sales that month or something like that. But, um, and, and so what he did was, and I guess what, for Zappos, what I would be looking to do um, would be to bring in uh, it, it, to me, it'd be more about engaging people and getting them more ex- excited about coming back to your site. And so, if you did a like a weekly or a biweekly or a monthly launch around a product, and you know, it could be a pair of shoes that are about to come out, and you're really they're they're really excited about it. You know, it really is something innovative, and. And so then, you know, you send, you know, you probably put something on your website about this thing's coming. Um, you probably send out a single email to your list about this thing's coming. You're really excited. You're probably only going to get a limited number of pairs in initially because, you know, the thing's going to be brand new. Um, so, you know, if people want to know about, you know, if they want to be notified, you know, you're expecting it to come in and, you know, whatever, December 7th. And, but if you want to be notified exactly about any shipping changes, about when it's going to hit, if you want to know more about this product, go join this list. So I'd probably create a sub-list around each one and 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 then walk through the process, you know, educating them about the shoe. And I would probably make it scarcity-based because, you know, if they had, you know, 5,000 people to send on the site to all buy shoes on a single day for a new product, I mean, I don't know what kind of numbers they do, I'm sure. I know they're huge, but... At some level, I'm sure they would have some scarcity when a product's first released, and I so that I, I and then I would do something like that either weekly or every two weeks or every month, and with the idea being that maybe it's not you know it drives some sales, but what it really does is starts to engage people in the conversation and starts to bring them back to the site. I think you know the the e-commerce launches I've seen, um, they. They, they have worked well, have generally been like that. They've either been a product based around a new product or a new offer, or they could combine. They, you know, you could combine several several products into a package. It's either been based around that or based around, like, um, holidays, um, birthdays, you know, the founder's birthday, something like that, you know, uh, holidays, you know, some type of event, calendar-based event. Um, it makes it makes perfect sense. Um, I'm impressed. Uh, that's that's something a company like Zappos could do, or Best Buy, or all these others. Totally. I guess that maybe Best Buy does do this stuff when they have new products coming out, don't they? Maybe not. Well, by yeah, you. yeah. I think it'd be unnatural for Best Buy because certainly they were, there's a scarcity. I mean, you know, again, I have no idea on shoes and how they. You know. Well, but it could work with shoes because you could have a special set of designer shoes. You know, you might be a buyer that's already bought you know a bunch of Nike shoes. So Nike might be coming out with a high end, exclusive, limited edition of shoes. Which I think they do do, and so you could just do a launch around those. Right, and another thing, you know, I, I love information marketing. I mean, I love selling information because the margins are so insane, and it's so easy to create product. But what you can do, and what the guy with the band accessories did, we talked about this. Actually, we planned for the next one as I was doing the case study. If you add an information, um, com- uh, an information product component, like Zappos, say they, you know, say Nike was coming out with something, and it was, uh, you know, a new shoe that Tiger Woods endorsed. 
if um, you know if part of the launch was there's going to be a, a 60 minute teleseminar with Tiger Woods if you bought it in the first day, or they got like some you know they got a photo of Tiger Woods or something along that lines, then all of a sudden you've with almost no additional cost you've created this this package. And then, you know, then you've got your scarcity and you've got, you've turned it into an event. You know, I mean, it's not every day you get to get on the phone with Tiger Woods or, um, you know, and obviously that, that'd be a home run to be able to put together something like that. But at a lower level, you could certainly put together a special report on, you know, Tiger Woods putting secrets and why, you know, in, in, you know of course, tying into the shoes, but buy the same, buy these shoes in the first week and, you know, get this special, you know, report that gives you Tiger's putting skills or whatever. Very easy to add in an information component into um, an e-commerce type of sale. Okay. Um, anything we haven't talked about that we should? Well, you know, I'm sure I'm going to forget it or remember like four different things as soon as I get off the phone, but uh, not that I can think of. Um, you know, I I just encourage people. Um, you know, it's amazing how creative people have been over since I started teaching this stuff. And um, and what we're talking about are mental triggers that work, and they're going to continue to work. You know, until basic human psyche changes. And so, you know, I, I mean, I actually have come across. You know, I mean, if you're typically like, you know, if you're an ambulance chaser, like you're a lawyer, and you're dealing with like, uh, you know, people that you, your clients are people that just got literally just got an accident. Product launch probably isn't going to work for them because the timing component isn't in place. But outside of something like that, putting together one of these launches, people, the, the number one thing, I guess, is you're going to be shocked at what it does for your business beyond just the initial sales. Um, the interaction, the community, the getting people involved, um, getting people excited, uh, the positioning, um, the uh, the market share you can grab for one of these often will go way beyond the, the dollar sales. So, you know, I'd encourage anyone to just think about this, you know, some of the stuff we've talked about and think about how you can bring it into your business. And, and you don't have to do the, the full-out product launch the way I do them because if you often, you know, if you only add in 10 or 20 or 30% of these components in your business, the, the results can be shocking. Cool. All right, Jeff. Well, thanks very much for doing the interview. Oh, you're welcome.